Uh, thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, getting it done out there. I'm uh, in my uh, just driving around in my uh, my Grand Cherokee uh, Laredo today. Love it. But uh, right now, a man who's been driving around the Metroplex in all areas of Texas, it is Mike Roach uh, from Horns 247. You can follow him at, at Mike Roach 247 is his Twitter handle. Mike, this is a uh, this is a big it's a busy day for you. Appreciate you being on with us, and I appreciate you breaking the news earlier. You made some Baylor people happy. I'm sure the Longhorns were a little bit sad, although they had a great day. Uh, uh, Baylor's uh, Armani Winfield from Louisville made the decision to go to Baylor, and you were right there. You were covering the whole scene. What was the scene like? And uh, and what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the player that Baylor landed? You know, Winfield's been a four-year starter at Louisville High School um, and, and a really productive player, over three, uh, 2,000 receiving yards, a ton of touchdowns, a big play guy, big frame, uh, but glides really well. You know, we, we really like him, have a four-star grade on him. Uh, it was a scene. It was, uh, you know, he and another teammate were signing today and, and uh, Armani making the announcement. And, you know, buzz early in the day uh, coming from Armani's camp was that Texas was going to be the pick, especially with Quinn Ewers. Uh, on board that was going to be kind of a game changer for them uh but you know it's uh it turns out that uh baylor was able to win out all right um and i think that was the player wasn't it that decommitted during a longhorns game and then uh obviously there was some buzz that the longhorns might uh land him uh but uh, texas did have a uh a, a tremendous day and i think right after that you had a tweet about uh malik agbo who uh who is really going to, I think, help uh, help Sark and, uh, I mean, size-wise, uh, uh, you know, pretty remarkable. What, uh, what, what did the Ogbo signing uh, do for the, uh, for the Longhorns? Yeah, you know, if you're, if you're Texas, they've not, the problem hasn't been finding skilled position players and guys who can catch the ball. It's been up front. And they really yeah. address that in this class. They, you know, both sides of the ball, I think they signed close to uh, – 12 or 13 offensive and defensive linemen in this class. So right now half the class is in the trenches. So, uh, you know, for Texas, they're not done. They're still chasing a five-star in Devon Campbell who will make his decision in February. But, you know, the things are, uh, are looking up for Kyle Flood, the Texas offensive line coach, trying to trying to repair that line. And he's hit on just about every major target he's been on this week. So good news coming for Texas fans that the, they are repairing those lines up front. All right, and, and between Texas and Texas A&M, Texas A&M in some uh, publications as high as uh, I believe y'all had them at number one right now in the in the country, and uh, some other folks maybe have them at three. Uh, some of your competitors, I think, also had them number one. With all the latest information that you plug in and see, what what's the latest between where A&M's ended up and where uh, Texas has ended up? It's been a generational class for him, and it has the potential to, to really set them up for the future. They've done a lot, especially on the defensive line. I mean, they have signed, I think, six or seven blue-chip defensive line guys to kind of restock that defense that was so good and so physical up front uh, this year. And um, so kudos to them for that. They were able to get a, the quarterback they need in Connor Weigman from, from Cypress Bridgeless. Um, and then receiver's been really good to him. Chris Marshall from uh, Fort Bend Marshall and – Evan Stewart, a five-star number one wide receiver in the country. Evan's committed but has not signed as of yet, so uh, that one's still some intrigue. It sounds like uh, Texas is still operating on him, but 
you know, that that's kind of one to watch down the stretch. But, hmm. uh, you know, for Jimbo Fisher, he's always had a stellar re- uh, reputation as a recruiter, and they've done a great job putting that class together this year. Can we get a rumor going that Evan Stewart is looking at Baylor? Would you be able to get that get that going uh, as we speak? I don't believe so, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, this has been the craziest signing day I think I've ever covered. Oh, man. Uh, Mike Roach joined us, Horns uh, uh, 24-7, and does a tremendous job on recruiting. Was the announcement of, uh, of Dion landing pretty much the number one overall recruit in the country – depending on what you follow, and I think he was almost consensus, perhaps. Uh, was that the one that, uh, that caught you most by surprise, or was there, or was there any, other that, uh, any others that uh, rivaled that one today? There's never been a bigger story in recruiting. I mean, it's an, it's an <laughs> incredible story. Travis Hunter is not only the number one player in the country, I would tell you that of the guys I've ever seen, ever covered, and I've covered a lot of great ones, he is as good as it gets from an athletic perspective. He's a different type of human being. Um, could be the number one cornerback in the country, could be the number one wide receiver in the country. Um, you know, he, he fits both. And so for him to pick an HBCU at Jackson State, that's obviously big uh, for those schools and, and the cultures they've built down there. For Dion, it's been, uh, you know, something that, you know, he's been making a lot of noise. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that if you'd have told me this would happen yesterday, I probably would have just quit the job. <laughs> I mean, you you seem to really enjoy this job, and and I've seen you tweet. So I don't want you to I don't want you to to quit. But uh, what an amazing thing! Um, and then you know, as we look around a little bit more, what what about uh, did Brent Venables was he able to settle things down for the Sooners? I mean, that thing you know, it looked like boy, everybody was decommitting. Uh, two of their players have obviously in the portal have ended up in South Carolina. One they knew was going to leave. The tight end then leaves uh, Stogner, but what did, um, did did has the Venables arrival? What was he able to do, kind of in closing? And who were were there a couple of guys that he landed that were pretty impressive? Yeah, I think they did a, a really good job stabilizing that class. You know, they, they'll go down the stretch here and try to add back to it, but uh, they did a good job stabilizing. Probably one of the bigger storylines for them and Texas is, you know, Texas flipping Lubbock Cooper linebacker Kobe McKenzie right after. Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma and then Venables comes in and flips him back to Oklahoma and ends up signing him. So, um, you know, it's, it's a big win for them. And, and they, they signed some really good players in this class. I think that for Brent Venables, it's all about completing his staff and then just, uh, you know, going out in the rest of this cycle and, and putting a new class together. Is Quinn yours about as uh, highly rated of anybody y'all have ever sort of assigned and you have to put these grades on and all those kinds of things that, that y'all do and you have evaluators um does he rank up there about almost as high as any quarterback in the last 10 to 15 years uh i'm just trying to think back when he made that kind of interesting decision to reclassify was that about as high as as you had seen a quarterback in the last several years yeah i mean he's his ranking is up there in, in rare territory it's um you know what we put his actual rating at uh, only I think was reached by um, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Vince Young at the quarterback position. Wow. So, um, you know, it was a really interesting uh, pickup for Texas. Obviously, you know, the quarterback position, I, I don't think if you looked at Texas this year, I don't think you thought, well, they need a they need a new quarterback. There were times where, you know, they were lighting up the scoreboard. But uh, to add a guy like him who is as good as any, any passer I've ever watched, 
Um, you know, that it could be a special ad. I mean, it, it, it depends on what all they do around him and the pieces they add around him. But, I, I you know, I, he's as good as it gets. All right. And I did, I did want to ask you, we got some Red Raiders in our audience. Uh, did Joey – uh, there were a couple of players we were really worried about it, but that he was going to change, you know, uh, flip at Baylor, and they stuck with the Bears. Talking about neighbors at a Rockwall Heath. Uh, there was another defensive lineman um, that uh, comes to, uh, like his last name was Jordan, that comes to mind that, that, that the Bears were able to uh, hold on to. What was Joey able to close with in Lubbock? I, you know, for, for a guy that was on the job 30 days, uh, I think I thought he did a, a tremendous job, especially getting some of those local West Texas kids to stay home. I think that that's how Texas Tech has to make their living. It's not a plethora of talent in West Texas, but when you get the big talent out there, you got to keep them in Lubbock. And so, you know, Joey, Joey, it's not a surprise if you've ever met Joey. He's a he's a genuine person. His ability to build relationships and relate to kids is unparalleled. I think he's a he was a phenomenal hire for Texas Tech. He's put together a really good staff, and I'm interested to see what they do with a full recruiting cycle. Okay, and, and who are the who are on this Baylor uh, class that are random? Most of this class had been put to bed a pretty long time ago, but uh, obviously, as you saw, they got Winfield in today. Does Winfield really give this class kind of a oomph, you know, there at the end? And then who are a couple of the kid from DeSoto, Devin Bobby, kind of comes to mind. You know, they obviously with Jalen Petrie, they had some great safety play. Uh, JT Woods has been a great safety. Who are a couple of players that uh, that jumped out to you uh, in Dave Aranda's class? Um, they've done a, a really strong job, I think, with identifying kind of the right guys for them. Um, you know, when you look at, at that class, Armani Winfield obviously jumps out. I really like the talent. Uh, in the the uh, ceiling that Albany Wasselli has, the offensive lineman from Coppell, just measurables off the chart. And then Devin Bobby, pound for pound, maybe my favorite football player in the state of Texas. He is as good as it gets when it comes to knowing what an offense is doing, reading, reacting, and making a play on the ball. I mean, he has been one of the biggest ball hawks I've seen uh, doing this. I think that he's a little undersized and he doesn't run the fastest, but I think uh, letting letting that kid you know get away from some other schools is, may come back to haunt them in the Big 12. And then Kyler Jordan uh, from Lubbock Cooper is a kid that I've seen Cooper a couple times in the last few weeks, and um, he's stood out every time. Just an incredible motor on the edge, a really good projectable frame. I think he's a he's a guy definitely to watch in this group. Mike, a bit, uh, extremely busy time for you. We really appreciate. Always look forward to having you on uh, on signing day and. By the way, this might be your last early signing day. They may just they may rip all this up and go back to the old one. But uh, uh, great to uh, great to have you on. Uh, good to catch up. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Mike Roach uh, from uh, Horns Two Four Seven, and as he just displayed.